0: Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Screen on Viola. Sorry that I had to delay the show just the second week after I came back, but because it was the end of the year, everyone's busy. And besides, one of the newly releases I'm going to talk about today held a screening, and I wanted to record the show after I watched it. But after I actually watched it, I didn't have time for the show. So please pardon my delay and I hope you like the show. Today we're going to talk about some Hong Kong movies and some nostalgic works. Actually, the first new movie we're going to talk about today is very nostalgic as well. Let's check out what it is. Infernal Affairs. The setting is the never-ending war between the police and the triads of Hong Kong. Chen is a cop who's been assigned to undercover work inside the triads for so long that he's been able to rise through the ranks to a position of some authority. Lao, meanwhile, is a secret member of the Triads who has infiltrated the police force with an equal level of success. As they feed their bosses information on the plans and counter plans of the organizations they pretend to serve, they both begin to feel the stresses of their double lives as they become torn between the oppressive obligations they owe to their superiors and the growing camaraderie they share with the food soldiers around them. As the two organizations become increasingly aware of the moles in their midst, the race is on for Chan and Lao to try and get out of the game alive. Wow, the first new movie we're going to talk about today is actually the work from 20 years ago. It is the 20th anniversary of Infernal Affairs and it's re-released again in 4K version. I have to admit that actually before the screening, I have never seen Infernal Affairs. I did watch part of The Departed, which was adapted on Infernal Affairs, but I didn't watch Infernal Affairs itself. It was starred by Tony Loan and Andy Lau. Don't take me wrong, they are still very handsome. But you know, 20 years ago in Infernal Affairs, they were amazing. Tony Long's character was forced to leave the police school with the reason that his health condition isn't good enough. But actually, he becomes an undercover cop. Two years later, he got sentenced for two months because of assault and then committed again, sentenced for three months. He then became one of the most popular followers of Han. You know, 10 years of undercover life already made Chen's emotions very unstable because he no longer can distinguish good and bad. He's in a dilemma. He thought that after catching Han, he could go back to the police. But you know, they just couldn't get him. So he had to stay with Han for... Three more years, and then three more years. And now, finally, ten years already. The story of Infernal Affairs started from Han planning on a brand new drug trafficking case. And Chan decides to find Lao to get his identity back. The cast of Infernal Affairs is one of a kind. It's something that we probably won't be able to see again. With Andy Lao and Tony Low playing two characters that basically walk in the hell. They really have their potentials. These two characters are confused with their identities. They are the undercover for the police and the gangster. But they both decide to leave this situation that they no longer tell good from bad. To leave the hell, basically. So if you like Hong Kong movie, or if you've seen Infernal Affairs 20 years ago and you want to review it once again on the big screen, this is your chance. And our second new movie today is also a Hong Kong movie. Let's check out. The Sparring Partner. Based on the shocking case in real life, A young man partners with his friend to murder and dismember his parents. Pleading not guilty to the crime, defense attorneys face each other as nine jurors grapple with the truth. The second Hong Kong movie we're going to talk about today is also related to crime. Yes, it's based on the true story. In 2013 in Hong Kong, a young man with his friend killed his parents and dismembered them. How cruel he was to kill his own parents and dismember them, I really can't imagine. The sparring partner was the opening film of the 46th Hong Kong International Film Festival. The box office of it in Hong Kong is more than $35 million right now. The actor who played the friend, Tang Wenqi, won Best Actor at the 46th Hong Kong International Film Festival. The producer of the movie Wong Guang, directed another movie based on a dismember case long time ago. And he said that the story of the sparring partner was actually told to him by a friend who's very familiar with this kind of weird cases. That's how he got to know about this murder and because he already made one before he didn't really want to make any adaptation on this case basically he kind of resisted himself from making murder theme once again but he read in the information that there's a lot of courtroom scenes in the sparring partner it really attracted him because he started to love courtroom movies when he was little like the classic Twelve Men, and that's how this movie went on to the new director He Jue Tian and Wong Ziguang would be the producer together they told the story from the perspective of the criminal, the lawyers and the jurors to tell this case that it's very vague you don't really know which is true, which is false you don't really know who's good person, who's bad person It kind of feels like Hong Kong right now, that Justice is nowhere to be seen. As I mentioned, this was adapted from the real event in 2013, with several great actors. I really like it, I have to say. So if you like Hong Kong movies or courtroom films, you really need to watch The Sparring Partner. Before we move on to Top 007 to talk about two movies that are nostalgic somehow, Let's review what we had from last week first. Top 3 Avatar, The Way of Water. Top 2 was The Menu. Top 1 Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And here are top 7 to top 4. Top 5 Puss in Boots, The Last Witch. I am Puss in Boots. Holy Fihonis. You, to me. Satan's Slaves, Communion. Ya, karena kita enggak pernah mau ngomongin apa yang kita alami. Semua pura-pura kayak enggak pernah terjadi. Aku yakin kok, enggak ada keluarga lain yang ngalamin kayak kita. Happy together sama. Love is War. The first kiss that never ends. Christmas ka. All right, there are only 3 movies from top 7 to top 4 this week. So we can tell that it's a little bit in top 3. As I mentioned that we're going to talk about nostalgic films. There are two sequels from Top 7 to Top 4. And if you know me, you know I wouldn't discuss Satan's Slave's Communion if I have a choice. So, let's write. Today, I want to talk about Pussing Boots' The Last Wish. Actually, I never saw the first one because I don't think I'm a person who's into Shrek series. I don't think I've seen any of Shrek fully, just parts. Puss in Boots is one of the characters in Shrek he's just too popular that they made an individual film for him now there's even a sequel as the title says the last wish in this episode Puss in Boots is going to look for the mythical wishing star talking about the story background I was really surprised to know that In the West, there's also this belief that cats have nine lives. I thought it only exists in the East. But anyway, you know, Pussing Boots is an adventurer. So he encounters many dangerous situations from time to time. Actually, he already spent eight of his knives. But he didn't know. He just recently realized. And that's the reason why he's going to look for the Wishing Star. Because if he can find it successfully, he can find all the lives he lost. But taking on another adventure with only one life left? Hmm, seems not a very smart idea. Actually, originally he followed the doctor's suggestion. He became a domestic cat, but he had to use... The cat litter tray with other cats, he couldn't use the toilet anymore, and everything he had as poos and boots disappeared. I guess he just couldn't stand anymore, so he decided to take on the journey. In order to embark on this journey, he's going to take the new friend he met when he's domestic with him, a naive, talkative dog. I really don't think that dog is good looking. If you've seen the trailer, you know what I mean. And also, his ex-partner Giddy, they need to work together to achieve the goal. So if you'd like some animation, or you're a fan of in Boots, or you just saw the first one, I highly recommend you to watch the sequel and see if in Boots can find the wishing star. Time really flies. Time for top three to top one. Top three, Someday or One Day. The menu. You shouldn't be here tonight. You. Top two, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. They called him Kukulkan. Top one, Avatar, The Way of Water. If you want to live here, have to ride. Okay, among these four movies, I think except the menu, all the others are nostalgic somehow. But I'd like to continue our discussion from last week. So once again, Avatar. Actually, I didn't go see it and I don't think I will. But I'm going to introduce the actress plays in the sequel for you. The actress I want to talk about is Trinity Bliss. She's only 13 years old so she played the youngest member in the family. She was just born when the first Avatar was released. Can you believe that? It has been 13 years, oh my god. She's a big fan of Avatar. For Trinity, Pandora is a magical planet. Everything on it, from the fluorescent creature to all the unique plants and creatures, everything, just everything so magical for her. The world that James Cameron and his team built is just super magical for her. In order to film the sequel, Trinity received trainings of parkour, archery, and scuba diving. She also needed to learn how to move her body just like Navi's, and she also needed to learn how to speak Navi's language. Many actors think it's really difficult. But her favorite part is how the crew treat animal actors and the friendly environment the crew provides them. She even adopted a dog on site. How adorable is that, isn't it? Actually, besides Trinity, there are a lot of new actors and actresses in the sequel because director James Cameron wants to connect to the new generation. It took him 13 years to launch the sequel. It's really important to grab the attention of the young generation. So the director wants to connect experience and real emotions. James Cameron thinks that if you want your audience or your actors to feel exactly what the characters feel in the movie, You have to look from their angles and the world they are in right now. How James Cameron did it was to allow young generation to feel that kids in an alien planet 200 years ago are experiencing what they're experiencing right now, no matter how suck it is, like Teenagers always feel that the world is unfair to them and how painful it is to grow. So this is one of the topics that we can see in Avatar The Way of Water. Besides that, if you want to be amazed by the visual effect, you wouldn't want to miss it. I hope you like the show and I promise I will try my best to make sure the next episode will be out there on time. I'm Viola, see you next week.